0: Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting. Like i am right now the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality what makes uplift desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace with options to customize from over a hundred desktop materials and a plethora of accessories uplift desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours promoting better posture and movement throughout the day and here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today go to upliftdesk.com timecrafting for five percent off your order that's up slash desk.com timecrafting to get five percent off your entire order your health your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game changer. I can't do without 1Password, And I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer. One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top tier security with an award winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see one password isn't just about convenience it's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets it works seamlessly across all your devices filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click and the best part all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders, or having that notebook that says, Passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword.com slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. This episode of the Productivityist podcast is brought to you by Gusto. Now, what is Gusto? Well, it rhymes with musto or rusto, as in let's do it once more with Gusto. And Gusto is easy online payroll benefits and HR built for modern small businesses. You can get three months for free when you're running first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash timecrafting. But I'll have more to share about Gusto during this episode of the podcast. So stick around to learn more about Gusto. This episode of the is podcast is also brought to you by the University of California Irvine's Division of Continuing Education. If you're trying to start a new career, build a company, or better develop an appreciation of the world around you, UCI Division of Continuing Education has the resources needed to support your undertaking. I'll have more to say about the UCI Division of Continuing Education during the podcast, so stick around. But for now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I'm your host Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, I'm joined by Dale Holloway. Dale Holloway has been influencing the lives and careers of thousands for almost forty years. He's one of the world's leading authorities on personal and business transformation, entrepreneurial success, and real leadership development. It was a pleasure to have him on the show. Uh, you know, we we talk about his his guidebook being called "The Change." We talk about the transcovery process, which is something that I really want to get into with him, and just. A lot of great stuff in terms of transformation, uh, letting go of all the things that really no longer serve you and, and help you grow to your full potential, which we all can benefit from. So I hope you can benefit from our conversation here on the show. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Dale Halloway here on the Productivityist podcast. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Dale Halloway to the Productivityist podcast. Dale, thanks for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure, Mike. Now, Dale, you are the author of uh, Being Called to Change, Let Go of All That No Longer Serves You and Grow into Your Full Potential. And, you know, you've got this, this process called this transcovery process, and I want to dive into all of that as we go through the, the episode here. But one of the things that I like to do off the top is, as much as I've introduced you uh, before we started talking, I'd like you to share a little bit about yourself with, with my audience, as well as what led you to where we are today, this very conversation. Like, what brought you to the work that you do?
1: Oh gosh, that's a great question. We could probably spend at least an hour on it. We're not going to, but um, uh, you know, years ago, meaning about 40 years ago or so, 40, um, I began a career in the direct sales industry. And at that time, I had a speech impediment, and at some point in the earlier part of my career, I started to do really well. And that, you know, you know, the company promoted me into management, sales management. And next thing you know, I had the responsibility of creating training programs uh, for uh, our salespeople. And this really presented a challenge to me because, as I said, I had a speech impediment, speech impediment at the time. Uh, but that was really my entry into the work that I do today because as a result of that, it put me in the hot seat for the next uh, maybe eight or nine years of my life where I was constantly – designing and delivering seminars that were ranging anywhere from a couple days in length to as much as five or six or even seven days in length uh, on a variety of different topics, more business-oriented, more entrepreneurial-oriented, as in leadership, sales, um, strategic planning, personal development at the time, and so on. And so that really became, if you will, the foundation in those first 10 years or so that then launched me off into a consulting teaching career where I was now taking my work, my seminars and coaching programs out to, if you will, the general public. And once that happened, next thing you know, I had, you know, CEOs from other companies that were either coming to my classes, really taking a liking to what I did. And, and now they were inviting me to come into their company to do some work with them to help up level them in light of wherever they were. And then thus where they really want to go. And then it opened up, you know, my coaching school. I started working with just a whole variety of people from all walks of life over the next uh, uh, probably 20 years. So now we're coming out 30 years uh, or 10 years ago now at that point. And so now I have a public seminar company where my company is, uh, you know, uh, at its core intention is to once again, Design and deliver seminars that really speak to the hearts and minds and souls of people, Uh, whether that's, you know, they're wrestling through problems or challenges that they're currently having in their relationships, their significant relationships, maybe their parenting style, uh, maybe something to do with how they are in business, with their career, maybe has something to do with their leadership style or even money. I, uh, you know, years ago I developed a a series of classes which I call Money Mastery. So all these topics eventually kind of went into this hopper, which now we're getting ready to uh, turn it into a university or into an academy online where, you know, people will be able to access my teachings worldwide, uh, given that I've been doing this for as long as I have and have done literally thousands of seminars. And so, like, you know, anyone who does something that long over that period of time and that many times, you know, you just start to get really good at it. Um, And that's what's happened. And here we are.
0: So I want to talk about specifically about change, because obviously, over time, things have changed for you. I mean, you've added more to your equation. you probably let go of some things too along the way, right? What are some of the things and this is definitely related to your book, but what are some of the things that you found along your journey that you've let go of? And and when did you recognize that it was time to let go of them? Do you have any specific examples in mind? Or is it just more or maybe some kind of uh, barrier that you were having that you were willing to let go of? I'd love to I'd love to dive into that a little bit.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, as I said, I had a speech impediment. So, uh, you know, this is back in the day when I didn't know what I know today. And so, you know, but I knew I needed to heal my speech impediment. I needed to do something about this because it was, uh, quite frankly, sometimes it was embarrassing. It was uh, very humiliating back during those days. Uh, just imagine stepping on a stage and you're in front of two or 300 people, and 20 minutes into your talk, you start stuttering mm, and, yeah. and and you can't stop the cycle. You know, anybody that has a stuttering problem, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It can be very embarrassing and downright humiliating. And so, um, but over a period of time, and it took about maybe six, seven years or so, I was able to get a really good handle on my stuttering issue and really begin the process of resolving it. So I was able to let that go and, and then start to better myself as a result of it. Um, But that was the first thing that was pretty big for me back during those days. And then as the years unfolded, there's always been something that I've been in process of letting go of, whether it's letting go of a relationship that no longer is working or a business, you know, a business association that's no longer working or a way of investing money or a way of behaving, acting, a way of thinking, a way of believing. And of course, So much of this, uh, I discovered at some point, is directly under the influence of one's ego, E-G-O. And uh, once I started to tap into that, that then took me more onto a personal transformation path or personal transformational path. So up until then, I was more engaged in personal development, which was very helpful and beneficial for me at the time. But then at some point, I began to enter into the more personal, transformational healing space, um, and that's when I really started to heal myself from all kinds of things that I had either come into this life with, or had created or co-created with that of my parents or my, you know, initial family um, back in the, you know, earlier part of this life.
0: Is that where the transcovery process kind of saw its its initial footing, or was it just was that the seeds that kind of planted what what was to become the transcovery process?
1: Uh, great question. You know, um, when the transcovery process first came to me, at the time we weren't calling it transcovery because it kind of came spontaneously. I was doing a uh, part of my what at the time I called my corporate life empowerment program for a mid-sized company, and uh, they had four executives. Uh, and then, of course, a lot of people within the company, 50, 60 people kind of thing. Um, and we were in a boardroom, and I was leading a strategic planning session for them. And somehow, way, something happened in the boardroom where two of them went at each other. And what had happened, they really got activated. They, their anger, their resentment, their even hatred came up for, especially one of them, towards the other. And where it was almost going to break out into a physical a confrontation. And so it didn't. and But out of that, I just naturally or spontaneously started to process them. And it turned out in the processing of them, it helped them to stabilize right away, find their center again, and to the point where they were really able to calm down. And next thing you know, we were able to talk through constructively, responsibly, consciously, what was actually going on within them. And it was that time I was, again, like I said, I was doing a, a, a meeting for them that, was, that went on over a period of about four days. So I had a really good chunk of time with this particular group. And at some point towards the end of that strategic planning session, I realized I was onto something. I just didn't know what it was yet. And so from that point, then I started blending it into some of my other work and every time got, a, got an immediate result Whoever it was that I was processing, transcovering, and again, at the time, we didn't call it transcovery, uh, so we'll just say processing, um, people would get immediate results. They would right away uh, you know, find their center again, restabilize themselves, and then we were able to get to something on a deeper level within them that was causing them to react in that way.
0: That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make, or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why I Plan to Eat The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. We're going to take a break from the proceedings now to talk about one of our sponsors for this episode, Gusto. Now, everyone loves payday, but loving a payroll provider, well, that's a little weird. Still, small businesses All across the United States of America love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal, it's modern, and you might fall in love yourself. There's a lot of great things that Gusto has to offer. It's surprisingly easy and fast. 98% of customers say switching to Gusto was easy. 91% of customers say running payroll is easier now that they use Gusto. And 72% of customers take five minutes or less to run their payroll with Gusto. Gusto was built for small businesses from the start. Gusto works with you with unlimited payrolls, off-cycle payrolls, multiple states, multiple schedules and pay rates, direct deposit, checks you can print yourself, employees and contractors, everything you could need, Gusto does for you. Now, Productivity as Podcast listeners are going to get three months free when they run their first payroll. All you need to do is try a demo and test it out. And you can do that at gusto.com slash timecrafting. That's gusto.com slash timecrafting. Check out Gusto now. You won't be sorry. I'd like to thank Gusto for sponsoring this episode of the Productivity is Podcast. But now let's get back to the show. Let's let's dive into change as a whole, because I think that that when you're when you're dealing with, with people, especially, you know, I mean, and you talked about like how you've changed and, and change is the constant. Like we have to, uh, it's something that's always going to happen, but there's this call to change that happens that we may not, we may not anticipate, right? Like we, it just shows up. What What do you do when th- either either you recognize that there's a call for change and you need to answer it, or it just shows up unexpectedly and it kind of throws you for a loop? How do
1: you... How do, you, how do you handle that? How do you help people handle that? Well, for somebody that's in process of recognizing that change is knocking on their door, in other words, something's going on and they get some kind of a sign or signal that it's time for them to change something about themselves or about their life personally or professionally, uh, That's usually that's the easier way of going about it because at that point then if they take the time to learn a process – of how to really break that down. One of the things I talk about in the book in uh, you know my dozen different strategies at the end of the book or do, you know dozen different daily practices that you can use, one of them is what I call the you know chunk it down or break things down properly. So when change comes knocking on your door, the first thing you want to do is you want to be able to break that down to what does that ultimately mean and more importantly, what are you to embrace next? Uh, because usually when change comes knocking on our doorstep, there's going to be a process that we're going to enter into that could literally go on for days, weeks, even months before you complete that process and come out the other side, where not only have you changed something with inside yourself, but others around you will notice the change. The change becomes uh, visibly noticeable. So again, depending on the depth of the change. So sometimes it's something really small Mm -hmm. and other times it's really deep or or, or it's strong. When it's deep and strong, it usually has some remnants with the person uh, uh, was to change whatever this is maybe a year ago or maybe even five years ago. But they've been in their own unconscious resistance towards that change and now it's gotten to the point where the knock on the door has gotten louder. And so at that point, now that it's louder, Um, You know, and again, maybe it's a relationship. Maybe they're in a relationship that not only is not working, but it hasn't been working for years. And maybe it hasn't been working for years, but on a deeper level, it perhaps expired as in the relationship itself expired. I don't know. We'll just say two years ago. Well, for the last two years, that person has been trying to make that relationship work that expired two years ago, which really means prior to it expiring two years ago, there would have been signs and signals where change would have come knocking on their door to get them to change that. But somehow, some way, they dropped into what I call unconscious resistance. They started resisting that knock on the door to change that. And therefore, whatever that was, it got stronger and stronger, eventually coming to that place of expiring, meaning from that point on, when a relationship expires in our lives, what that means is there's no turning back. It's, it, it's expired. It's, it's ran its course. It's served its purpose. It is literally over. But as we've seen so many times, a lot of people get snagged or snafu'd in this idea of holding on to a relationship that they were really to let go of you know, some time ago. I'm using that as an example. We could also use it could be a, a project in business or a mm-hmm. project in your career. It could be a financial investment. There's so many different places in our life where this sort of thing shows up. The other is is when change shows up spontaneously. In other words, where there's an event that happens that you don't see coming. You're, you know, uh, um, metamorphically. You're, you know, you're driving down the highway and you don't see what's coming on the other side of the road as you're about to make the bend. You really don't see it, and yet whatever's coming lands. It lands, and here it is, kind of thing. So you know that's more of a spontaneous change, and often when that happens, that can be really unsettling for the person because, again, they didn't see it coming, yet it's now landed. Most times they don't know what to do with it. Usually it takes a little time just to kind of restabilize mm-hmm. and get re-centered and, and attempt to figure out what's really going on here. Um, but the, the truth is it can all be figured out we can all it can it can be determined in terms of what's really happening. I would say usually it's it's a better strategy to have someone in your corner as in a you know a real good guide, a real good coach, a real good teacher, someone that really does know what they're doing. Because a lot of times they can accelerate this process, whatever the process is that we're entering into when it comes to our own change, our own transformation, they can help to illuminate our pathway so that we can see better in terms of what this is because you know once you can see it then you have a, a real good chance of uh, being able to better embrace it
0: and they can also help us with blind spots that might show up along the way right you know what oh, i mean well said i do know what you mean <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's huge um let's talk about the the unconscious resistance that shows up because i think that one thing that you mentioned is that it you know it by the time the change is up it's 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 arrived how can people, um, and how maybe how have you done? And the, and the book I'm sure dives into this a bit, but this this idea of unconscious resistance. How can you become more conscious of it? Like, how can is it is it through the idea of journaling? Is it through just like it, which is again it seems. It's funny, slowing down and paying attention for some people seems counterintuitive when it comes to productivity, but I would imagine that's one element that you could, you could pursue to kind of help you, you know, uh, either offset or uh, you know, kind of deal with this unconscious resistance. What are some of the other things, if, if that is one, but are there other ones as well that people can do to kind of uh, you know, maybe uh, head off unconscious resistance at the past or recover from it quicker?
1: Well, unconscious resistance is, is uh, rooted in fear, and it's, it's under the influence of the ego. Uh, the ego in of itself does not want us to move forward. Mm. It, wa- it wants us to maintain status quo, all for the purpose of keeping us safe. But as I even say in the book, safe from what? And this is something that I often challenge or invite my students that I work with to constantly challenge. What is it that we have to keep ourselves safe from to really learn how to challenge that? And so around that, um, unconscious resistance is resistance that we're in. We're just not aware of it at the point in which we're in the resistance. That's, again, why I call it unconscious resistance. There's a couple of ways in how you can spot it. One is, is through your behavioral patterns, so for example, if my unconscious, if I drop into unconscious resistance, I more than likely, one of my lower energy patterns, behavioral patterns, will take center stage and it will start to run my life or run my day. And one of those patterns might be is the pattern of avoiding or the pattern of preventing things to happen. So, or the pattern of running away from things, running away from people, running away from uncomfortable conversations. Uh, the pattern of procrastination. All of a sudden, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt what it is I'm to be doing today. But the next thing I'm doing is I'm literally procrastinating by coming up with other, in some cases, mindless things to be doing that causes a distraction from having to embrace whatever it is I'm to be embracing. As in, you know, I identified there was something I really wanted to get done today, but now I'm an unconscious resistance of it. Because by doing whatever that is, that's going to help me to actually move forward in my day. But as I said, under the influence of the ego, the ego, whenever it can trick us, it'll trick us into this belief that we need to be safe. We need to maintain status quo, which means we can't really rock the boat. And as always, whenever we're moving forward in our life, it always feels like we're rocking the boat. It's never a comfortable process. There's always an element of discomfort there or uncomfort. So that's one way of being able to identify if, in fact, we're in unconscious resistance. Another way is to literally use the body. Uh, The body can serve as a very powerful tool for one's own transformational healing. And what I mean by that, in the body, there are three portals. There are three doorways, if you will, into the subconscious where this unconscious resistance actually sits, And in these three portals, uh, one of the things I teach in my seminars and my classes, as well as through the transcovery process, as people learn about that process, is everybody learns how to identify this unconscious resistance by developing a deeper, better relationship with that of their body. And more specifically, in this case, by getting into the habit, the daily practice, of checking into these three areas of the body. And the three areas is is, uh, the throat area. The center of the chest and the solar plexus. What happens whenever we drop into unconscious resistance, one of those three areas in our body will go tight. It'll become tense. And in some cases it becomes very very tense. When I'm in a seminar and I'm transcovering somebody in the class or processing or you know processing somebody in the class, this is one of the first places we always check. We check for tight energy in the body. Because whenever um, there's something going on with somebody, nine times out of 10, I already know in advance, and I know this because I've done this a thousand, more than a thousand times with people over the years, that there's going to be this tight or tense energy in one of those three portals in the body. And so then it becomes, once you recognize which part of your body that you're tight or you're tense, because number one, that's not natural not natural for us to be tight or tense in any one of those three areas. Mm-hmm. Um, what's natural is for us to be open and fluid as well as relaxed. We are to be relaxed in these three areas because they're are portals into our subconscious. And so yet, if at any point we drop into unconscious resistance, meaning we're not aware that we're already resisting, one of those three areas, there'll be at least some slight dynamic of resistance there as in that tight or tense energy. If the person's been resisting for a while, meaning for days now, that tight or tense energy will actually be tighter or more tense. If, if it's something that really scares the person, or another way, saying, another way of saying this.
0: Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating.
1: If something's going on in their outer world that really activates a deep-seated fear within their subconscious, the first thing that'll happen, that person will go into unconscious resistance. And one, sometimes two of those three areas will go immediately tight and tense. The problem here is most people have not been educated on how to even work with their body in this way. And yet, when they are educated and somebody enters into their life to help bring this to their attention, to help increase their awareness and then have something really constructive, really productive that they can use as a process to help them to clear out that unconscious resistance as it shows itself. What that means is now that pattern, that behavioral pattern of procrastination, that behavioral pattern of avoiding, that behavioral pattern of running, whatever that might be, now we have a chance to really dismantle those patterns that are no longer serving us. All
0: right, we're going to take a break from the proceedings once again to talk about another sponsor of the show, UCI Division of Continuing Education. That's the University of California, Irvine's Continuing Education Division. Now, it was established in 1962, and the UCI Division of Continuing Education has been offering education for adult learners in Orange County for over half a century. But you don't just have to live in Orange County to take part in any of the certificate programs or specialized study programs that UCI Division of Continuing Education offers. They maintain over 30,000 enrollments from students worldwide each year and offer hundreds of exciting courses and programs to local, regional, and global constituencies. They offer programs in a wide range of categories as well, from business to IT, healthcare, finance, and law and courses are taught by expert instructors with industry experience both online courses and offline courses so courses in real real world experiences but the online courses offer flexibility and a real immersive classroom experience as well so if you're trying to start a new career or build a company or even better develop an appreciation of the world around you UCI Division of Continuing Education has the resources needed to support your undertakings. So I encourage you to check out what UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer. Spring quarter is coming up and registration's open, so you'll want to visit ce.uci.edu/podcast to learn more. That's ce.uci.edu/podcast to start learning more about what UCI Division of Continuing Education can offer you today. I'd like to thank UCI Division of Continuing Education for sponsoring this episode of the Productivities Podcast. Now, let's get back to the show. Before we before we get close to wrapping up, and I definitely want to touch on a little bit about the book, and you've got a free offer for our listeners here too, which we'll touch on as we get close to the end. But I want to talk about again, we talked a little bit about how counterintuitive it is for people to maybe slow down and pay attention and become more aware. Uh, rather than just keep going, going, going in terms of productivity. But one of the things you t- touch on is in your book, you talk about this idea that you know how how relaxing more, how you can relax more and calm down. It, 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 you that you can dispel this myth that you need to be absolutely in control of everything. And and I want to touch on that before we go because I think a lot of people feel that they 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 need to keep going. They need that there's no there's no stop in this petrol perpetual motion machine. Can you touch on the idea of relaxation and 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 adding more calm to your life so that you know when you are called to change or when change invites you that you're more capable of handling it and even embracing it.
1: Well, you know, to the degree that we're able to relax in our own body and more specifically from the shoulder line, our shoulders mm-hmm. down deep into our body, where we become really relaxed, we become more comfortable in our own skin. As that happens, what happens, uh, a doorway on the inside, if you will, opens up. And this doorway opens up to a higher part of us, the greater part of us, or the greater version of us, the better part of us. And it's such a beautiful and incredibly powerful, life-changing thing, because the more relaxed we are in our body in this way, This is where we're most receptive to being able to receive something from a higher nature. It changes everything for us versus the person who has not yet learned how to do this. And therefore, they probably have a controlling issue, which is another thing that, you know, we talk about or I talk about in the book, um, you know, the different uh, issues the core issues that is that we have, and one of them being a control issue. So now what happens, that person has to pretty much control everything that's going on in their day-to-day world. Well, when we're controlling everything that's going on in our day-to-day world, there's no way we can completely relax into our body. Right. It just can't happen. And, and, and here's the interesting part of this, Mike, is when somebody has a deep-seated controlling issue, and they'll know it because they have a difficult time relaxing in their body. They have a difficult time feeling really comfortable in their own skin. What's really happening while they're out there day after day, working so hard, you know, driving, driving, hustling, hustling, chasing, chasing after whatever they're chasing after. And in some cases, burning themselves out over the next 10 years or so. What's really happening is they're only getting half of what they deserve. So here they are. They have a goal. They have an objective. They want to be productive in their day. They want to be productive in the course of their calendar month, in the course of the year, and so on. But whatever productivity that they're currently experiencing, they're more than likely only getting half of what they deserve. They're missing out on another 50%. And so what we have found is people are more relaxed. Think of an athlete. When the athlete you know, I, many, many years ago, I worked with uh, young baseball players, uh, the coach, the head coach, and I befriended each other. Next thing you know, I was part of the team and I, you know, and I was helping them to be able to play more effectively, to be able to p- increase their own pro- their own productivity, their own performance level. And one of the things I would do is what we're talking about right now. I would help them to relax, to get more comfortable in their own body so that when they, when the when the batter walked up to the plate – he was relaxed in his own skin and then now there were other things that we did mind you but because he was so relaxed we could put him into that emotional state of winning he would step up to the plate or she would step up to the plate and next thing you know they would they would connect with that ball with their bat and connect in a way that they were hitting home run like one home run after another home run it was the most amazing dynamic And of course the player or the athlete in of him or herself, you can just imagine how great this feels Mm -hmm. because what happens, the more relaxed we are, again, that's when we're most receptive. That's when we're more resistant free. That's when we're more in tune with what's real. That's what gives us the greatest opportunity to move into alignment with the better version of ourselves. And as that happens, we just naturally produce at a higher level. We perform in a better way. And as always, when we do that, this causes us naturally to feel better about ourselves and our own world. One last
0: question: Do you <laughs> do you? I mean, I know you meditate. You talk about, but do you journal? And do you think yeah. do you, do you find there's benefits to? It? I know I do. I and I I liked because it keeps. We talked about the ego. It keeps the ego in check. For me, it does because it keeps me – my eyes on the real prize. It keeps me focused on my intentions because I'm paying more attention to them because I'm touching base with them every day. Do you journal? And if if so, maybe how do you do that? Because be, I think that would be an interesting thing for people to model.
1: Yeah, well, the answer is yes. I've journaled uh, books upon books upon books as in notebooks, scratchbooks, over the many years of doing this. In fact, uh, again, another one of the practices that, I, that you'll learn about in the book, Being Called to Change – uh, is the practice of journaling and to do it daily. It's it's an amazing practice. I also refer to it as a transformational practice or a transformational discipline because you're absolutely right. It can do amazing things. And one of the things it can do when you're journaling your thoughts or journaling your feelings or journaling your experiences, uh, two things happen. Number one, it can help bring upon a release, a release of possibly pent up energy or energy that maybe you have gotten snagged in. And what that paper, that piece of paper and that pen does is it it gives that energy a healthy outlet. So that energy is being directed towards that piece of paper, so to speak. So that's one. Two, what happens when you take the time to journal, something happens through this reflection. It reflects back as you're writing on paper, there's a reflection that comes back to you and more specifically, it impresses upon your psyche, your inner psyche. And then next thing you know, you end up having an aha. You end up having a breakthrough. You end up seeing something that prior to your journaling practice of that day, you were not able to see. And yet, it's so simple. It's so simple. It's so easy. But once again, I would say that if somebody has that pattern of procrastination, that pattern of avoiding things, they might get excited about the possibility of what a journaling practice or a practice daily practice of journaling would could do for them, but more than likely they'll get started and they'll be doing it for seven days and then they'll mm-hmm. abandon. Yeah, <laughs> they'll yeah. abandon the path. Or, the, or and, they'll
0: or they'll do it for two days, skip a day, then do it for four days, skip, and then you're right, yeah. the skipping becomes more more the norm than the actual doing.
1: Absolutely, and and you know this obviously if you're you know an experienced journaler, there's another magic that happens you know, when you journal every day. I mean, if you could just journal for like the next 30 consecutive days, and no matter what, make a commitment that you're going to journal for 10 to 20 minutes every day for the next 30 days, it will blow your mind with what you will end up discovering about yourself. What you'll see that's going on in your life and more specifically, those areas that are really up for you to be changing, tweaking, adjusting, massaging a little bit more. You will just see things that prior to this practice of journaling every day, you were not able to see. You'll start to release things that prior to this practice of journaling, perhaps you were never able to release. And yet the release will come upon you. And, of course, it will feel really empowering to you.
0: Dale, this has been fantastic. Give him our, our listeners one Challenge already, which is the journaling challenge. But you've got another thing that you want to share with my listeners before you wrap up. Do you want to? Do you want to? I'm I'm tossing the ball to you to run with it. Oh, thanks.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, we have a uh, an offer that I would like you to uh, take advantage of, or your listeners take advantage of. It's it's our gift to you or to your listeners, and that is if you go to um, being called to change, and you spell being b e i n g. Being Called to Change, which is the title of the book. And on there, you'll see a link at the very top of the page that says, click here for your free chapter. And what we're doing is we're giving a sample of the book, Being Called to Change, for free. But here's the other cool thing, is for the next week, once you uh, go and take us up on our offer, you'll get a week of uh, bonus materials, also free, and that'll be like video clips, audio clips. They're all message oriented. Uh, they're very poignant in their message. They complement the message of the book being called to change as well. And that at some point, if you feel really called to picking up a copy of the book, uh, then somewhere in that too, you'll get a couple of emails from us that'll make it really easy and simple for for you. Uh, meaning there'll be links in there for different platforms that you can um, you know click through and uh purchase the book if you become inspired to do so dale uh, this has been
0: fantastic where else can people find you other than going to being called to Dot right.com uh yes you, you can also uh where else can people find you, your work and keep up with you
1: uh they can go to dalehellaway.com dalehellaway uh, d-a-l-e and D-A-L-E, uh, last name hellaway h-a-l-a-w-a-y dalehellaway.com uh, that's another place just to stay in contact because we always post on there in terms of what's coming. You can also find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, um, Instagram, so on uh, at, at, as another way to stay in contact with us. And we're always posting something, whether it's, you know, a the next blog or the next quote uh, or the next video clip. Uh, that we just give out to the universe, so to speak, as well as my schedule from time to time and where I'm going to be speaking next or the next seminar that's coming and that type of thing.
0: Excellent, Dale. Thanks so much for taking the time today to share your message with my audience. Joining me here on the Productivity is Podcast.
1: thank Thank you so much for having me today, Mike.
0: And there you have it. That's how everything went down. I'd like to thank Dale for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Great time chatting with him. I want to thank all of the people that have been involved with the producing of this episode, including the people who are doing my show notes. I've got uh, Naya who's doing that. This is great. We've elevated our show notes recently, and I'm really, really pleased that we're doing that. I'd like to thank John Polster for producing the show. And by the way, John and I just recently went through all of the comments and the ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts, which is kind of where we look at this kind of stuff. And if you would be so kind as a listener, if you've listened to the show in the past, or maybe this is your first time um a rating and review in apple podcast or wherever you're listening to the show is really helpful. Why? Well, first off, it helps people find the show. It elevates the show up in terms of of making it more discoverable, but also it helps me make the show better. You know, one of the bits of feedback is that hey Mike, sometimes you talk too much, you talk over the guest. Now, uh I've recorded a whole slew of episodes in advance, so you may not notice that improvement right away, but that's that's feedback I'm going to take to heart. In fact, When John and I were talking about that, we've come up with some maybe some ideas that will allow me to create extra audio content uh, for people who are going to be part of my community that might allow me to have insights on what some of my guests are talking about. So even getting that kind of feedback helps us uh, in ways that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So, again, uh, ratings are great reviews, even better because they give us more to go on. I'd love it if you would do that. If you are listening to the show for the first time or you just stumbled upon us and you're like, you know what? I want to hear more. Uh, I want to see how Mike's improved over the years then please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the show. All you need to do is click on that subscribe button. You can go to the uh, page where we host the podcast and subscribe to any and and pretty much all of the podcast uh, apps and platforms out there. So you can do that there as well. So again, uh, ratings and reviews are great. Subscribing even better. That way you don't miss a single episode. Plus, you can go into the back catalog and find episodes that I've recorded with, you know, James Clear, Paul Jarvis, Cal Newport, David Allen, uh, so many others. And then future episodes where I've got a bunch of great guests lined up because as we're recording this, like I said, I've got a bunch of episodes already ready to go. I'd like to thank our sponsors for this episode. Of course, there is Gusto, which, you know, I'm a big fan of what Gusto has been offering. They've been a sponsor for quite a while now. Go to gusto.com slash timecraft and take advantage of their offer. And of course, go to, uh, if you want to check out our other sponsor for this episode, that is the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Go to CE.uci.edu slash podcast and enter promo code podcast for 15% off of one of their selected courses. Almost all of the certificate programs, the discount, of course, applies to just almost all of them. Um, so go to ce.uci.edu slash podcast and enter the promo code podcast to get that 15% off of the one course. And remember that offer is valid only until March 31st at eleven fifty nine PM. And thanks to you because without you, there is no show. So thanks to you for listening. And, and, uh, I really hope to see you again really soon until next time. I am your host, Mike Barty reminding you to stop guessing and start going. We'll see you later.